Hi everybody, hi. I am coming back with another just following up with my last um, cast that I had with you guys. Um, I had some people to reach out to me um, regarding um, my last episode and I just want to um, tell you guys that um, me talking about um, my miscarriages have not always been easy. Um, there are definitely some times where um, I feel that I am aggravating people. Um, when I do express what's going on with me, I do feel that um, I'm getting on people's nerves or maybe, you know, I'm annoying. And sometimes I hide how I feel, especially if someone is going through something that I feel is worse than mine. Like I've had um, certain family members or friends who have um, been dealing with um, people in their family um, passing and dealing with other things. Um, excuse the noise um, because I'm outside um, doing this recording and um, I felt doing this outside because um, being outside to me is just another way of um, relieving a lot of tension on my mind and on my heart. I'm able to kind of um, take a breath and breathe. But um, but yeah, speaking about um, dealing with uh, my situation, um, again, I want you all to know that um, it's okay to talk about your feelings. Even if you feel that that person um, is not giving you the answer that um, you want. Because um, I had a, a therapy session with my therapist and... I had mentioned to her how I feel that the word okay, um, after I've poured out my feelings to certain people and trying to explain to them what is going on with me, just hearing okay, okay, after I express my feelings or I express something that I want to do um, regarding um, something to help me um, relieve um, the depression and anxiety that I deal with just the text message of hearing okay has really just um upset me and kind of you know make me angry and make me feel that um how I feel and my feelings are just um not important and one thing that um you should never um you should never feel is um that your feelings are not heard and that people do not care about how you feel. Um, I've learned to write down how I feel. I've learned to 
talk about how I feel. I am in school and um, the thing um, that I'm studying is psychology. And um, I do have people who be like, okay, you were dealing with psychological issues yourself. Why would you with psychological issues such as depression, anxiety, um, and ADD will want to study psychology? And my thing um, about it is you can study psychology to learn more about what you're dealing with and what you're going through. And reading and looking and listening about what's going on with other people and understanding these symptoms and understanding um, the effects and effects and understanding um, how these things can affect not only you but people around you and how it can really take you into certain places and dimensions that you may not want to go in. It is so mind-opening and can help you control your depression and anxiety and whatever you're dealing with better because sometimes you know only going to see your therapist what once or twice a month or you know once every three months or whatever is not enough and sometimes you need more to um help you get through each day each week so me have been studying psychology has actually been such um an awesome way for me to deal with um my disorders And the thing about it is um, what I am dealing with, uh, with how I feel toward my miscarriages, I actually want to use my psychology to actually um, go to PA school and be a physician, um, a physician assistant to an OBGYN or a fatalist. Because what I would want to do is um, be there for women um, who may be coming into the doctor by themselves or couples who are coming in together and because I know a lot about dealing with the miscarriages and you know pressure from family or pressure from friends or just the pressure from society period or dealing with things that have been said by family or friends I want to be there to help those women and those couples and you know, after they've, you know, had their doctor's appointment with the OBGYN or Versilis is that I would want them to come and see me and I would have a session with them um, just to talk with them a little bit, just to let them know, you know, how you're feeling is normal. Um, how you're feeling, um, it is not wrong how you're feeling a lot of women have felt that way I've been there I've gone through what you're gone through and I know how it feels to be in your shoes and how you feel no one can tell you that you can't feel that way I understand the words of it is not your time I understand the words of oh you're thinking too much I understand the words and phrases of oh you know it wasn't your time it's all in God's timing you know you're thinking about it too much you're supposed to just be having fun having sexual relations with your husband um you know you're just wanting it too much or you're doing this or you're doing that I know all of those phrases I've been taught I've been told those things so many times and sometimes hearing these things from a person who 
has not gone through what you've gone through or deal with what you deal with can cause um can cause you to feel the way that you feel inside and cause you to have that anger or cause you to have um those certain things i know how um miscarriages can come between your marriage and can come between your friendships can come between a lot of things work school you know personal non-personal relationships I know how that is and I want to use my degree to be there for women such as I you know you always meet someone in your corner who understands what you're going through because you can talk to the therapist all you want to but if that therapist doesn't truly know what you're going through what they're what they're telling you and what you're doing is only just a band-aid um for the time being it's just a it's just a band-aid to stop the bleeding for right now but what about when you start bleeding again how are you going to get through that and so that is why um i am studying psychology because understanding everything that a person thinks in their mind or does is um it is something that you can't always explain to certain people especially when they don't deal with it you know the only thing that you'll probably hear all the time is oh my gosh she's crazy or oh my god he's crazy or oh my god she needs help oh my god she needs this and oh my god she needs that but you know not all the time is it the person is crazy is you know when you go through certain traumas in your lifetime it doesn't matter what age you are you can go through so many traumas in your lifetime and that trauma changes everything that trauma changes everything within you. That trauma changes your mind. That trauma changes your heart. That trauma changes the way you see things. That trauma changes the way um, that you see people, um, see yourself, see things in life. Because a lot of times you're like, okay, life is unfair. Um, life is unfair. You're like, um, you know, this is not right. You know, it's plenty of women. You know who don't who you know get kids and then they you know don't want their kids and then they're being able to have kids and then you have people who are going through this and you know I, I look at situations all the time I look at things that I find out all the time like how a, a, a 16 year old girl is being able to get pregnant and have a baby and here I am at the age that I am at 29 and I'm having all these complications that is when um that that anger and that jealousy exactly exactly all of that all of that comes in all of that comes in to how you feel because just looking at it is um it's crazy because I already know how it is to be going through what you're going through and none of it is you know really easy and all of it is very hard and you have all these people who are just you know looking at you crazy and looking at you funny and you know telling you that you don't have a way you don't have a right to feel the way you feel and you know we all go through certain 
things and traumas in our lives. And it's just so important that we find someone to talk about those things with. It's so important to talk about those things. And that is my um, way of, you know, talking to people um, about what's going on with me is I have, I'm trying to find a coping mechanism and my coping mechanism that I feel is helping other people while helping myself. Because talking to you, it relieves a lot of um, a lot of how I feel about everything. I mean, it really does. Being able to talk about, you know, the stresses of this. And, you know, people don't understand how, you know, excuse me, how life can be so easy for them and then life can be so hard for you. So in the midst of talking to you guys about this, um, I'm going to go a little little more personal into it. So um, I went to a doctor's appointment on uh, this past Wednesday, um, which was um, July 1st. And I sat down with the fertilis to go over um, a plan because, like I said, at the age that I am now, um, I am exhausted. Like I said, um, I've been going through this for six years. Um, So I've started having miscarriages at 23 years old and it's been going on year after year after year um for the past six years um and like I said I've been married to my husband coming on July 25th will make six years for me and my husband And um, I have yet to give him a child. And like I said, the issues of stating that I don't have an issue with getting pregnant is basically how to stay pregnant and be be able to sustain it. So um, I've been set up to have surgery, um, which is a laparoscopic surgery, which um, they're going to do a small incision and they're going to go inside and figure out, you know, um, to verify if I have endometriosis, um, if any woman knows what that is, that is, you know, mostly women who have um, really heavy periods, long periods, um, you have really bad cramps, you know, a lot of blood clotting. Um, if you've ever uh, been in the stages where you had to wear like two pads sometimes, um, or you like get really sick on your period and stuff like that, that's part of endometriosis. Um, uh, like I told the doctor, you know, when, um, since, um, I've been on this keto diet for a year. So since I started the keto diet and been exercising and eating properly for myself, my periods have been a lot better. Um, but this last miscarriage, I did explain how this one felt like my very first one, which was the most excruciating pain I have ever experienced. My other ones were not that bad, but this one reminded me of the first one that I ever had. And 
I think that's why it's affecting me so much because it reminds me of the first miscarriage I ever had to where I was so depressed and so just like I can't make it through life I can't do this and I remember um, not wanting to be touched by my husband not wanting to talk to him not I was just I didn't want to see a pregnant woman I didn't want to see my brother-in-law and sister-in-law who had just had their baby I was upset about seeing my mother-in-law holding the baby like I had so much anger and so much you know emotions going on and my emotions are not that extent but I am upset you know about um I'm upset about this loss but I know in due time me and my husband we're gonna have that baby and it's gonna be the the most biggest blessing that I know God could have ever given the both of us because I know this baby will bring so much joy and pride to me and my husband um and I know that through all these miscarriages, it's just been God, you know, trying to strengthen me and my husband more, bring us more together, get us more settled together. I know that's what God has been doing. And I'm not trying to rush with, you know, being pregnant or, you know, um, having a family. What I'm rushing is to, I want to stop the cycle. And if the doctors can end the cycle for me so that I can stop going through the miscarriages because, you know, what a lot of people have been telling me, well, you know, you need to stop trying. Let me tell you, every time, I swear to you not, every time that I've gotten pregnant, I have not tried. It did not come from trying because I am not the person to do like OPKs and be like okay i'm ovulating i'm ovulating come on come on like no that is not me that is not me and my husband Mm -mm. so every time that i've gotten pregnant it has been such a surprise and i've always gone to the doctor to confirm that i am pregnant before i speak on it i always have gone to the doctor to confirm every pregnancy But like I said, every pregnancy that I had just did not, you know, did not keep um, going. Uh, It stopped. So my thing to you, to everyone um, on this recording, um, this is what's happening. Um, What's happening is I have come across many african-american women who are dealing with this and they are feeling the way that they're feeling is because many people don't think this is happening in the african-american community a lot of people feel that this is just in um it's just something that not trying to sound um I'm not trying to put any type of race or cultural, you know, insight. But statistically, um, it has been said that mostly with miscarriages, you know, and not being able to have children is mostly within 
you know, um, communities of non-African American and and talking about it in African American community, a lot of, you know, parents who are, you know, who have parents or grandparents or whatever, your family is from that, stuck in that long gone time mentality where a woman is to um, bear children, cook and clean and all this stuff. And all they know is a woman is supposed to bear. And so you come into your family saying that you had miscarriage or you lost your baby. Oh, you know, um, I'm dealing with fertility issues. Not many African-American families want to talk about that because they would be like, well, I don't know where you got that from. I don't know what you're getting that from. I don't know what you're dealing with that. That's got to be, you know, they look at you and be like, well, it can't be you. It must be your husband. Or, you know, vice versa, your husband's family may say, oh, you know, um, this can't be, this, it, this can't be nothing happening to you. It must be her. And I want all of my African-American women and men or whoever you are that's listening to this broadcast, don't be afraid to talk about your fertility issues that are affecting you. Um, I've heard nasty comments from um, my father. I've had nasty comments from friends. I've had nasty comments from a lot of people who are like, you know, well, what's wrong with you? You know, because, you know, everybody in our family is fertile. You know, everybody that I know in the family can have kids or, you know, everybody in the family, honey, you know, you know, you got cousins younger than you that don't that don't had kids now. And, you know, here you are, you know, what I'm saying you say you can't have kids or you have problems with, you know, having kids, you know, you get you get all of this, you know, things like, you know, just because we're African-American, that doesn't mean that that is that is what makes me a woman understand no matter who you are what race you are what culture you are bearing a child does not make you um more of a woman than a woman who cannot um everyone has issues everyone wants kids everyone doesn't want kids you know life is life and it's what you want it is not what your family wants but you push towards the mark toward what you want and yes i do know that if you know, after doing this laparoscopic surgery and, you know, if, you know, another miscarriage happens, I know that I did what I needed to do to bring closure for me and my husband. And I can know for myself that, okay, it is not meant for me to be able to bear a child. It is not meant for me and my husband to have our own children naturally. Therefore, we will look at other possibilities to make us parents. Um, And that is a decision um, that me and my husband will make when that time comes. But um, while this opportunity is open, I do want to take the opportunity for me and my husband to um, go along with me having the surgery and see what the outcome can be. Because the thing is, is is going in with a positive attitude to get a positive outcome. And I want everyone who's listening to me to know that, you know, us women, we are a community for each other, no matter who and what you are, Uh, no matter where you come from, we are here to help each other. And 
also for the men because a lot of men don't know how to deal with if they're the person with the fertility issue if you are the one with the fertility issue as a man you're not less of a man than a man who does not have fertility issues you are just more of a man than he is and so we just have to stop putting up those you know those those things of you know saying it's meant for you to do this this is what meant for you or this is what's going to be you know our family our friends our community sometimes you know knowing what is you know in us and out of us is always up uh, it's always that you know that thing um but my time is pressing short because I need to go back to work. I actually just wanted to do this broadcast while I was on my break. And I thank you guys for all listening. And again, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And we have to be here for each other. Do not be afraid. And always know um, where your help comes from. And God is love. Um, God is peace. God is God is everything and God knows what you can handle. He knows what you can't handle and God knows what's meant for us and what's not meant for us. He has already planned out our lives. And even though we want to be the leader of our lives, we are not. We we are the actors in our lives. Okay, this is a play. Okay, this is a play and you are the actor. And God has already prepared your lines from the beginning to the end. And you can only follow those lines that he has played out for you. And you have to ask him for guidance and ask him um, and ask him, you know, to guide you and help you to make the best decision possible um, regarding the lines that he has played out for you. Um so I want to end this by prayer, um, a really quick prayer. Um, God, we just want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for life, health, and strength. We want to thank you for this broadcast. And we want to um, thank you for whoever's listening. We want to thank you for um, whoever it helps. We want to thank you for um, just everything. Um, during this time, um, it's a lot going on, but God, you are still God. And we want to continue to praise you and thank you and appreciate you for all that you do for us. We do not want to go um, any day without saying thank you to you and um, appreciating what you do um, for us. We are more than grateful and thankful, Lord. And I just ask you to continue to bless each and every one in this world lord god bless them abundantly lord god i pray for healing i pray for hope i pray for grace but most importantly love that be spread to every person keep us safe and guarded under your wings lord in your precious name that i do pray in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and it is so. Oh, man. I love you guys. And I thank you guys for listening in again. Please forgive me for um, 
the noises. Like I said, I decided to do an outside podcast today um, instead of being inside so much. I just wanted to enjoy, you know, being outside, enjoying the breeze and enjoying the beautifulness of, you know, the clouds and the sun and the wind. You know, it's always so good to enjoy nature. Um, so stay healthy, you guys. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Um, wash your hands. Please follow proper hygiene. And, um, you know, um, stay away from people who you know um, who may um, been exposed. Just be careful out there. We have to make sure that we're um, not selfish. Um, to this thing. This is a virus that we cannot see. It is a virus um, that is taking longer for us to um, detain. So just be careful out there. I love you guys. Be safe. And I will talk with you guys next week on the next broadcast. Again, this was What's Happening. Ciao, guys.